Hello and welcome back to UI Chat from the Interface, the monthly show talking about everything ubiquity and networking. I'm your host, Alex, and this time I'm not joined by Willie Howe. I'm joined by my former colleague, Evan McCann. How are you doing, Evan? Good, good. Happy to be here. Good, good. Yeah, Willie's had to take off uh, this time, so I figured it would be good to get you on the show this month. Yeah, thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, this month, there's when I was making the show notes, so with the show notes, I sort of it's like a running a running tab, so I don't forget what's happened. I was thinking early in the month of last month, I think, oh, there's not much happening this month. And then for some strange reason, it's like Ubiquity took caffeine and they decided to release all sorts of different things uh, within a few spaces of a few weeks. We've got a lot of stuff to get through. Uh, some some interesting stuff. Yeah, and honestly, um, it's it's hard for even me to keep up. I've I've definitely been, I've been following Ubiquity for years and years now, um, and definitely in the in the you know the past year or so, I've kind of gotten a little bit um out of the loop but um i've definitely leaned on the interface um definitely to keep up to date so thank you oh, for that's good all to know. news articles they've been very <laughs> helpful for me that's good the this first story that we've got was actually announced was actually reported on a few days ago um it's it's so nicholas sharp so if people are not too familiar um he used to work at ubiquity i think he was a security head of security i think um and he's the guy that committed fraud essentially <laughs> um he sort right. of uh, he reversed. I think he reversed. Didn't he reverse hack into the UI account system? I think, um, and it made it seem like, yeah, yeah. The the details are are kind of confusing to work through because there was um, the kind of initial story that came out, and then there were, you know, I the I think the big attention grabbing thing was um, Brian Krebs. He's a he's a well known um, security reporter. Um, and he's someone who I've known and followed for a long time and he's well respected in the community. And he came out with this big post, um, saying, Hey, you know, ubiquity disclosed this, you know, they, they were trying to downplay it. They, they said, you know, we had a breach, nothing to worry about, you know, and, and tried to kind of push, push that news out. Like they probably legally were required to, um, and, and kind of minimize and, and say how, you know, it wasn't a big deal where, you know, we're working on, uh, getting everything fixed. And then, the big bombshell that dropped was Brian Krebs initial report, which we didn't know at the time was actually <laughs> the guy that committed the crime was his like anonymous source. Um, so there was that initial bombshell saying, Hey, you know, this was a bigger deal. Um, the attacker got more data out than ubiquity was letting on. Um, he requested, I think a ransom of 1.9 million. So it was this big messy story. And then I think the following day or shortly thereafter, Brian had another follow-up and I, I think that was when it became known that the person that who was his, you know, anonymous source, I forget what alias he used. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, that was the guy that committed the crime. So it was, it was a big messy story to begin with. Um, <laughs> and it's kind of played out since then. And now, yeah, he <laughs> lied to the FBI. He lied to ubiquity. He lied to Brian Krebs. Uh, and it sounds like what, six years of jail time. Yeah. So he's been sentenced to, this was uh, May 10th. Okay, so it's not as recent as I thought it was. May 10th, so he's got sentenced to six years in prison for stealing confidential data and extorting the company for ransom. So he he wanted $2 million, um, and apparently it's cost Ubiquity $4 billion in market valuation, which is a lot, So um, especially for a company that size. Yeah, and there there's a lot of... Uh... I mean, yeah, the, the headline's shocking enough, but there's, there's a lot of fun little details that I love, like um, how he got caught. At least one of the ways was that he was using a VPN. Um, yeah. His his local internet connection dropped, and as the connect uh, the VPN was reconnecting, um, 
ubiquity you know was able to see his home ip address yeah uh, and i'm not sure on the specifics i think he was even using his own credentials uh and you know i'm, I'm sure there's <laughs> even though he had access to the logs and you know all, all the protections in place and was modifying those mm-hmm. like that was part of what he was doing to get this um data out um you know just one little slip up that's all it takes yeah for sure um, and you've put a little note in the show notes, which is I quite I quite like. So this is from Bloomberg. It says Sharp has asked for no prison time, which is yeah. <laughs> uh, he's Good told the, that <laughs> he's told the judge that the cyber attack was actually an unsanctioned security drill that left your book to a safer place for itself and for its clients. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's 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 a little bit funny. Um, I mean, there, yeah, it's easy to poke fun at those little details and and mm-hmm. you know the the mistakes he made, but. I mean, this, this is a very serious thing and oh, yeah. in, insider threats are very serious. It's, you know, affected ubiquity and I'm sure probably, you know, it might happen again. Um, it's really hard stuff to, you know, design a system that's mm. secure from the outside attack. And then, you know, if, if you can't trust your own staff that are operating that, it's it's a whole nother level of, you know, thing to worry about. So oh, yeah. I'm, 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 ho- I'm hoping that, now that this is kind of in the past and he's sentenced um, and, you know, in the, I think it's been about two years since this actually originally happened. Hopefully ubiquity has used it as kind of a, a lesson to, you know, improve their own protections against their own employees and yeah, yeah. everything else. For what I believe, for what I remember, I think it was January 21, I think. Yeah. it's about right. Yeah. I remember getting an email like the blue from ubiquity saying we've had a breach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's been a, <laughs> been a wild ride. <laughs> Um, there's two bits of more local news to me. Um, so the Dreamwall uh, was added to the EU UK store um, last month, which is quite quite good news. Um, so that's a thousand, just over a thousand euros. It's nine hundred and sixty pounds. I mean, it's this this this. Uh, me and Willie discussed it last episode. It's this all-in-one Unify West console with all the PoE ports and Wi-Fi built in, and um, yeah, it's an interesting device, but. You said it's. Um, I'm curious about the pricing because me as a, a U.S. guy, I'm mm-hmm. you know we're we're lucky. We we usually get devices first, um, sometimes exclu- exclusively, and it seems like EU, Canada, UK, um, other territories sometimes get slightly delayed or oh, yeah. slightly more expensive. So you said it was what uh, right around a thousand euro or, or pound? Just over a thousand euros, yeah. Which is... I'm not sure on the conversion rate right now, but is that <laughs> I think it's seven nine nine U.S. Um, oh right. So, so it seems like it, yeah. It, plus, is that include taxes? I always get confused with that. It does. So that nine six, <laughs> that nine sixty is equivalent to twelve hundred dollars. Um, yeah. So there's it, a so. big, big price increase there. I mean, that's already not a cheap device. Um, no. Definitely interesting now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's um. So yeah, it's seven nine nine without without tax uh, here. So right. Yeah. You're gonna be getting out. one for your house. No. So I've I've got a UDMSE and I've. I've I've had that for a little while, so and I've got a lab lab network for host of my videos. So nice, it's all good. Yeah, the I mean the Dreamwall, you you guys covered it pretty well last time, so I don't think we need to really go into it. But yeah, I, I agree with what you said, and I, I think it's it's interesting, um, especially if they can kind of get in with home builders and and get people to kind of buy into it. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that you know rack mount equipment is going anywhere, and you know I'd, I'd be a little wary. Um, you know, building my home network around this proprietary. So far, it's only one device because um, Ubiquity is definitely known to uh, <laughs> experiment and uh, you know uh, move move on. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. 
Yeah, the next story is so it's about UI care. So UI care is like um warranty cover essentially. Uh and this has been out in the US for a little while and earlier last month it, it's now available in the UK. However, in between writing the article and recording this podcast, it's now not available due to the website redesign. Um which which we'll we'll skip over the UI care and get straight to the new website because um yeah, as I mentioned, UI cars, UI care basically got removed with the website redesign. Um, and yeah, Ubiquiti redesigned their entire website last month. Um, it, it went live in Canada first, so Cody McCallum was the first person to spot it. <laughs> um, and it took a few a few days to come to other areas. But it's and in between, again, in between starting to record this podcast, they've changed the design slightly again. So me and you were discussing off before the show that the website. It's very much reminiscent of the Apple website where the the store and the, well, how the Apple website used to be, sorry, is that the store and the product discovery, it was all combined into one UI. Um, and just visiting the website just now, the store has changed again. They've got like gray tiles for each section. It's actually a bit easier to use than it was to start with. Yeah, I, I, I mean, high level, generally speaking, I, I think I, I, I like this new design. Um, there's definitely a little bit of, blending between the store and, and discovering, um, you know, just information about the products. So yep. I, I think they'll, they'll probably continue to tweak this and hopefully, you know, continue to add, um, you know, some improvements there, but for, for, you know, for what it is, I, I think it's definitely better than what we had before. I noticed a lot of stuff. So when it first went live, basically everything that was on sale in the, in the U S was instantly made available in the UK, which I quite, is quite good. Um, so, and real time follow up on the um, the UI care. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least I'm looking at the US website, so it might be different for you in the UK. But when I go to add a um, like a UDMSE, I, I know for for UI care they were offering extended warranties, and it was just a limited um, few products. I believe it was like the rack mount UDMs. That's right. Um, yeah, and some yeah. of the switches, I believe, like the the Pro or Enterprise. Yeah, uh, I don't remember the exact specifics. But when you go to add a UDMSE to the cart, um, it's there as an option. Yeah, so it's nine ninety nine bucks for I, I think it's a few years of uh, warranty coverage. Yeah, what I was on about they they've actually just they they launched UI Care in the UK and then they removed it with this store change. So <laughs> didn't last very long. Well, hope hope no one bought it in the meantime. Yeah, are you using UISP as much as you used to um, with what you're doing now, or because we've got UISP two dot two dot twelve? Not as much. Um, just yeah, for some background, I, I used to work for a Wisp, um, mm-hmm. so we were pretty heavy with Ubiquity point-to-point and point-to-multipoint radios, um, use some of the edge point and edge router uh, devices. And um, I I definitely spent a lot of time with UISP back in the Mm -hmm. 1.5, 1.6, that era. So maybe a year or two ago now. Um, I've been following along and I'm still involved with that WISP. I I kind of volunteer for them and and help out. Um, That's good. And they they asked me about this release. And from what I've seen, um, seems like a a bit of a mixed bag. Like it's nice Mm -hmm. that they kind of are continuing to push the new, uh, you know, what they call the quote unquote new interface forward and, and <laughs> adding a lot more there. Um, I remember when it initially rolled out, it was very limited. Um, not much information was shown in the side panels. Um, the releases I were following were, were improving a lot of those kind of, you know, uh, major pain points with the new interface. And I think with this one, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first one that fully removes the old UI. Um, so there's no option to toggle that off like you could before. 
That is correct. Yeah, I'm just looking at my my instance here. Yeah, I can't turn off the new UI, and I'm pretty happy with it. I mean, the devices tab. Um, so just for reference, this update came out a month ago. Uh, it is the release notes. So I'll put them in the show notes. But it is a huge scrolling, scrolling, scrolling for ages. Um, the main big thing is the redesigned uh, devices page. So you can now group them by category. You can now un. You can. So if you've got a point-to-point link, you can have those devices listed separately, which some people like. I quite like that. Or you can have them grouped. Um, there's a lot of a lot of good features. There's there's one big thing I quite like. So with my deployment at home, I use a couple of edge powers, the little 54-volt devices, and the they'll actually give you a push notification to your phone now if the battery's running low, which is quite good. So yeah. Hmm, that's nice. Yeah, like it. I'm glad that... Um... You know, at at certain points, it feels like UISP and that whole side of the business gets a little mm-hmm. bit less love. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes a lot less love than than Unify. Um, just as far as new products, new software, um, and, and kind of overall investment. Um, so I'm I'm always happy to see that stuff move forward. Oh, yeah. I know it matters to a lot of people, a lot of Wisp that I, I you know I've I've talked to and worked with. Um, it's it's still, yeah. I mean, it's it's really great and it's really unique um especially for being priced into the hardware um because you know i for you know uh, uh, especially for the wisp use case um you know something that does like what uisp does gets that gets really expensive really quick and it's oftentimes kind of hard to set up and maintain um so i think there's a lot of value in what uisp does um and ho- hopefully they can kind of work out any problems they have with this new interface. But yeah, definitely for um, for we'll Wisp. See. So that's my background as well. Um, and I mean, for a small Wisp getting started, I mean, to have a free software tool that does ticketing, scheduling, customer management, billing, and network management, and also really importantly, the suspension of clients if they don't pay, all in one place for free, which is which is, which is really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I we use uh, um, some of that. We mm-hmm. didn't really do billing through it. Um, I think it's definitely a, a little bit risky to kind of go all in. Um, but I've, I've heard people have, you know, good experience with that. Um, my number one thing with UISP is when a new release comes out, find a way to test it. <laughs> that isn't production <laughs> as, as with all ubiquity, especially if, you know, if that's your, your billing and your network monitoring and your alerting, uh, being conservative there is probably a good call, but, um, you know, if this bit if this release has been out for a month and people aren't reporting major issues, seems it's pretty good. Probably yeah. safe to roll out. Next thing, so when we mentioned the new website, um, there's a few things I guess slipped through the net when they were making the website live, um, and someone on Reddit managed to spot that they accidentally li- listed a new product called the Peary Peary G4 Doorbell Pro, um, and this is basically a G4 Doorbell uh, Pro with Peary built in, which is something that everyone's been asking for since the doorbell came out initially. So uh, it, it promptly got removed, um, but we managed to get uh, all the details from Reddit, which is really good. <laughs> now I know, I know we're not supposed to talk about EA stuff. I guess this is a uh, skirting around that. Cause it was just kind of an unintentional public posting <laughs> fair game, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I haven't spent too much time with, you know, protect. Um, I, I've done, well, actually, like for security cameras, I, I've um, worked with Unify Protect a good amount, but nothing as far as the doorbells and chimes and all that. Um, mm-hmm. It's definitely th- those are interesting products. But I remember I'm I'm kind of glad that they're making a POE model because last time I looked, oh yeah, I was just kind of like curious to you know see what the because I think they have what at least two different models. One's a Pro, I can't remember. 
yeah, they have they have the standard original one, which is Wi-Fi, um, and it only has one camera. The Pro one just has an extra camera, basically pointing at packages and things. Right, and that yeah, yeah. Last time I looked into that, just out of curiosity, I was looking at like, okay, how would I power this? How would I install mm-hmm. it? Um, and I remember that I think there was a, two very similar power supplies um, with different compatible. It was. Yeah, to the untrained eye, I can see that being a little confusing. Whereas Poe is pretty straightforward, so I'm 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 glad that they're rolling that out as an option. Yeah, the the Pro doorbell has two ways to power it. The standard one, you can use the doorbell spay connectors, or you could use USB C, and then that USB C port can be used for um, Poe with an adapter. But where you, that adapter is quite large, so where you're gonna where you're gonna store it? So the fact that you just run Ethernet directly to the the doorbell, which is really good, and also there's actually a PDF which I linked in the article. Which is still live on Ubiquiti's like a CDN. There's a Peewee version of the Chime as well, um, which that's really great because you want to place the Chime somewhere that might not have good Wi-Fi coverage, and if you compare it with Ethernet, that's that's really good. Yeah, I guess the the toughest part then is uh, you got to drill a hole and and fish a cable out there. Yeah, but the thing is, if if they're offering two different models for different people, yeah. if you do want to run Ethernet, which I would. Uh, you can do it, and if you want to use Wi-Fi, you can. Which is, it's giving some people some choice, which is really good. Yeah. So, and you, hey, you can always go with the Wi-Fi model, and then um, that'll help Ubiquiti sell some yeah. more APs. UI Chat is proudly recorded using Squadcast. Squadcast provides an easy and robust way to record video and audio podcasts. Use our referral link to help support this as well as future episodes. UI Chat is also proud to be hosted with Castos. Castos provides an easy way to host podcasts and distribute them to all the top platforms, including YouTube. Use our referral link to help support this as well as future episodes. There was, um, so along with the new website, basically every single product page got some fresh paint, um, new images, everything. So there was this this uh, picture still live on the website. It's the NAS server. Um, again, Cody Mac from Mac Telecom spotted this. Um, and this is this is kind of, they put a poll out on Reddit a while back asking, should we make an NVR? Um, they basically said, interesting product idea. How many of you would be interested in Unify NAS? That's what Ubiquiti said on Reddit about three months ago. And there's basically a product image of a, looks like a Amplify alien, but white. Yeah, it's interesting. I I mean, I'm, I'm curious if this is just like a render or if this is like, you know, kind of a, a smoking gun or evidence that this is a, a real product. Um, definitely interesting. Yeah, it's um not sure. Well, I suppose it'd be quite useful for small business this kind of small nas nas device um not sure how much hard how many hard drives you can actually fit in that size device but it's hard to gauge how big it is yeah especially the the form factor is probably the most interesting part from that that picture just because yeah it does look i mean roughly like a amplify alien so it's like i i don't think you'd be able to fit a a standard three and a half inch hard drive in there um so does that mean it's two and a half inch drives like you know like the cloud key gen 2 plus or is it ssds yeah. or like 10 sd card slots you know like what, what's the storage story so I'd, I'd be curious there is a little um video on Fle- on the flex xg product page and it's got a little animation next to a mac pro and it looks like it's the same size as a mac pro <laughs> okay yeah so yeah it's hard to tell scale and yeah. hard to tell the details that matter here um yeah. <laughs> i think it's i mean again it seems like ubiquity wants to make unify everything so it's used to be network now it's security cameras doorbells home stuff NAS, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know uh whatever unify connect is i'm still not 100 percent sure <laughs> yeah but yeah 
unify.ui.com website got a bit of a revamp uh, last month. So with the old Gen 1 Cloud Key, the white one, which actually is not supported anymore, and also self-hosted controllers, uh, you had to had to go to a separate website to view them. So network.unify.ui.com had a load of old UI. And unify.ui.com is now looking after old stuff and new stuff. The old network page now redirects to the new one, uh, and you can view your old Cloud Keys and your self-hosted stuff on one website, which is... Yeah, I'm, I'm glad they finally addressed that. Um, network.unify.ui.com, which is a mouthful, <laughs> that's been labeled "quote unquote" legacy for a long time. So, yeah, you know, we, we all knew that was coming. I'm, I'm glad they they finally got around to doing it. Yeah, definitely. Potentially, Unify Talk might be coming to the EU and UK. So, again, the the news this episode is pretty much the new website because <laughs> there's a lot of lot of stuff came from it. Um, basically, when the new website went live in the EU UK, the phone everything. All the Unify Talk products were were listed on the UK website with the with look, a, uh, correct pricing and different things. So it might be that uh, that was a mistake, or it might be that soon it should be coming here, which would be good because it went live in Canada earlier this year. Yeah, I um, it's yeah, it seems like their mission this year is get everything everywhere. Um, yeah, and this is just part of that. So, I mean, yeah, how do you feel about Unify Talk? Yeah, I know you guys talked about it, a bit about it last time, but. It's something I want to use because we've got we've got a VoIP um, system already here for our phones, and having a I've got a cloud key that I could use for Unified Talk and having having local recording done for free because usually with cloud VoIP systems you have to pay to have recording, and it's quite it can right. add up quite a lot. Um, but if you've got a cloud key sitting at home or a UDMSE with a hard drive in it, why not utilize it? Um, and that's a it's basically a free part of Unified Talk, so. I'd be interested to see it when it comes. It'd be good. Right. And uh, the specifics you guys talked about last time where it's like, um, what is number number porting still isn't there. There's a few things that um, features that people are looking for. Is that still the case now that it's in the EU? So, okay, proper. Well, it's not, a, you can't actually buy the phones yet. They're listed, but the software is not available oh, okay. yet. I think in the E, I think in the U S it's a proper flushed out product. You can number port, you can use a third party SIP, uh, and in the in Canada, I think it's a bit a bit limited. You can't number port just yet, apparently. Um, so it's sort of halfway there. But in the US, it's it's fully done. So yeah, I can't still wait under construction everywhere else. <laughs> Definitely. We've also got uh, a new camera. So we've got the AI DSLR. I remember when this went EA. Um, you know, they did a video YouTube video, which is which was a public video, so we can talk about what they did um but this this camera went live for everyone to purchase on the 18th of may so quite expensive yeah they're they're really going up market um (laughs) like the i know in in the u.s at least the the g4 ptz i think that's like 1800 yeah yeah. Uh, and now this is what 2500 this is 2500 dollars yeah 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 i mean and and what you're getting for that money is it's pretty impressive you know Uh just from looking at the the spec sheet um and, and I know a bit about photography. Um, my dad's a photographer. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a very, probably a niche, niche product. Um, but there definitely seems like they're, they're trying to go up market and get more and more people into Unify Protect. Yeah. So you can get two prime lenses from Olympus are available from Ubiquity. I think one's wide, one's long distance. Oh, yeah. Uh, one's 17mm, one's 45mm. Um the use case I thought of this was um, car parks, so or 
places where the car's driving past. Because Unify Protect has license plate detection, you could just use... I mean, admittedly, it won't be as good as what Hikvision do in that space, but it will at least give you some sort of way to log number plates. So, Yeah, and that's... Um... They have all the different models that are, you know, G3, G4, G5, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. all the ones that are prefaced by AI, are those yeah. the only ones that do the license plate detection? That's and yeah. those, is there other features or is it, is that, I, that's one I've heard of, I know. Apparently, if you go on the AI bullet listing, there's pet detection coming soon, but that hasn't, Ooh. that hasn't materialized. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to get a camera now. <laughs> there's also a... Um, so the the image on my article, it looks really weird. It just has a DSLR lens sort of stuck on the front of a camera, but you can get a uh, waterproof enclosure for it, which even has a tripod mount, which is really weird. <laughs> I can't think of a solution you'd use that, but... Yeah, I, I, I would be curious to see that kind of in a real-world install. Um, mm. Tripod-mounted, you know, big, huge lens yeah. with a weatherproof covering. Um, yeah, I think what you said about the car park kind of makes sense. I, I can I can imagine areas or, or situations where, you know, this is the only thing that can do the job, and uh, you'll you'll definitely pay for the privilege. Well, yeah, you didn't, yeah, especially if you didn't want a separate camera system just to do license plate detection. So another new device. <laughs> this was we're now on the second generation of Unifor Access, and I can't recall when Unifor Access came out. I think it must have been two years ago. Now I've lost track of when things were released, but. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep track of it all. I, it's been several years. They were, yeah. I think, they were EA for a while, and yeah, they they've been out um, for at least a few years. Yeah. So this one, um, this one is a much different design to the old ones. The old one was actually essentially using a front row camera shell, <laughs> um, but they said so for reference, Ubiquiti used to make a wearable camera called Front Row right. that you could yeah. uh, record stuff. So I guess they reused the shell or the, some of the hardware for that. But this new one is a like a rectangle shape, and it's it's adhering to some standards so you can actually see people properly. Uh, there's, there's, there's a standard called ADA, I believe. Yeah, ADA-compliant mounting height. And it it's, it's so you can get people in the frame, or it's something to do with uh, disability, I think. Um, the people can reach it, yeah. Yeah, that, that's a U.S. law. Um there's there's a lot of parts of it but it the most you know important stuff is like wheelchair ramps need to be right. everywhere it needs it's it's the americans with disabilities Act, maybe I, i'm, I'm going to butcher yeah. it but yeah it's basically it's for um wheelchair access and other people with disabilities to be able to get into public buildings and those yeah. kind of things so yeah i mean those kind of things are awesome i'm i'm always happy to see things more accessible yeah. and and um you know, being more flexible in that way. Yeah. And um, again, Cody did a video on this camera as soon as it came out. Um, and it's <laughs> uh, the number, the, the keypads. The, the one thing you mentioned was a keypad is a lot more usable. So you can actually hit them easy if you've got large fingers. Um, the security camera is a, you can actually see people properly in the, in the frame. It's much more weather resistant. Um, and it's also got a doorbell feature now, which I, not sure if that's a new feature or not. I'm not too well versed on Unify Access, but um, yeah, it looks... yeah, yeah. Me, me either. And I'm, I'm glad for people like Cody that that are and, and mm-hmm. that you know can can comment about this stuff. I, you know, I, I'd point you to <laughs> to his his video. I'm sure he's going to cover it better than I could. Oh, hundred um, yeah. percent. Do you know if this is? I'm curious, just because this is, um, you know, the first rollout of the second generation. Do you know are these kind of like drop in replacements? Like where if you know you 
went all in on the the first generation devices, is it easy to just swap those out? It looks like it is. The mounting hardware, not so much because the, well, maybe the reader light, which I've actually got one over there, it's more of a bulbousy shape. And I think the new one's more flat, but I think the mounting is the same. But this one, the reader's a lot more, a lot larger than the old ones. So I think you'd have to do some work to swap them out if you wanted to. Yeah, interesting. Because that's that's where I would think. Um, that was kind of my, like, I remember when Unify Access was released, I was like, wow, this, you know, yeah. it seems like really cool technology. Um, they've definitely done a lot of work on the software side. And it's it seems like it's, you know, a good solution for a lot of people. But um, my mind always goes to, you know, long term, what's what's the upgrade path? You know, five years from now, are, are we going to be, be mm-hmm. able to open our doors? <laughs> um, so now that they're rolling out the second generation, yeah, it's it's like, What's the story for people that, you know, bought those first generation devices? As long as they have an upgrade path, you know, that that's good. Um, and that, that kind of also, that's my other big kind of hang up with um, the dream wall, because that's like, all right, you go all in, you spend a thousand euros to get that, you know, sweet, nice looking box on the wall. And then, okay, the second generation comes out. Um, is it going to be... Are you know are, are they limiting themselves to make something that same shape and size and and upgrade that or are you going to have to change mm. out the mount next time or you know it's a good thought. I, I, yeah. that's the yeah. you know yeah it's a good thought um one more thing about unify talk so the possibility of a soft phone has been on the cards for a very long time uh, there's been numerous marketing videos for UID that has mentioned the talk app within UID um, and around about early May time, Ubiquity on Reddit, again, they confirmed that Unified Talk uh, soft phone is, is in the works. So they said, hi all, we hear you on request for Unified Talk soft phone. We're working on something on this front to be available in the coming months. Thanks for supporting Unified Talk. So this is this is just, it'd be great for remote workers um, who have who use Unified Talk for their phone system uh, and they need to use it when out and about or working from home, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that was high up on their feature request list. Um, and I, I love when we get these little nuggets where they, they comment publicly about yep. things that are upcoming, um, especially if it's something like this, where maybe, you know, maybe someone's interested in Unify Talk, but, you know, hey, I'm not going to install this until, you know, I have a soft phone. So I, I like when they, they kind of address those things publicly and directly. The very last uh, thing we've got on our show notes is the Unify mobile router or the or router. um this was (laughs) this was released to ga uh end of last month um it was it's had a bit of a redesign so when they announced it with the typical youtube video they do it was a black black case uh, and this one's now white from what i can gather this is very this would be very good for fleets so i guess vehicle tracking because it's got gps built in yeah and this um i was i remember when this was released uh reading Mm. about it um it's interesting. I, I kind of got it confused in my brain um, as tends to happen with, with ubiquity products um, <laughs> where with the um, I, I think it's called something different slightly in the UK, but it's uh unify LTE where it's like that uh, kind of cellular backup connection meant to like plug yep. directly into a UDM or a, you know, the, not the unify network. This is not exactly the same thing, I believe. Um, it's completely different. Yeah. Right. And I, I forget the exact specifics on the, the different use cases, but this is like a standalone, you're in an RV, you need an internet connection, right? Yeah. So Unify LT, there's two models. The The one you're on about, the base Unify LT is locked to AT&T in the US. You pay Ubiquiti directly, I think, for that. And it's quite expensive per gigabyte. And you 
basically can plug that into any unified switch port on your network, even if it's in a different part of your campus, for example. And it'll basically make a VLAN tunnel back to the 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 gateway and do backup that way. Um, there's also a Unify LTE Pro, which is also locked to AT&T in the US, but you can use your own SIM card as long as it's with AT&T. And then in the UK, that one's the only one we've got, and you can use any, you can use whatever you want. <laughs> okay, so that yeah, those those are like the specifics that um, yeah hang me up about these products because yeah, in, in the US, being locked to AT and T and being locked to an expensive per gigabyte data plan, um, yeah, you know, I, I heard a lot of people just say, hey, that you know that kills this product mm-hmm. for me right there. I, I want to be able to use my own SIM card, my own um, you know data yeah. plan, and not be charged like that. I think it's fifteen dollars per gigabyte at least in the US, which is yeah. Uh, gets expensive quick yeah but as long as you can find a cheap at&t plan i'm not sure if they exist but you could just use your own sim card with (laughs) hey man this this is the u.s telecom industry you're talking about nothing's cheap here (laughs) um but yeah even though it's called unify this mobile router is a completely different type of type of thing so um when they announced it as i said they announced it for fleet so you essentially plug one of these into each delivery van you've got i guess and you could track the fleet that way um, and also give them access to internet if they need it. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I I um I don't I definitely don't think I'll be getting one just because of the, no. the data plan uh, situation. But yeah, I, I can definitely see the use case. And um, yeah, like you mentioned for for an RV for fleets. Um, yeah, you know, I, I could see maybe like um, I used to work at a convention center, so I, I know a lot of people would bring like a cell hotspot to run their their register. You know, those kind of use cases mm-hmm. definitely. This is definitely an interesting uh, device to look at for that. Yeah, um, it's it's got some interesting power options. So you can use USB C, you can use standard AF PoE, or you can even use an ATX DC connector, which I guess is probably used in the vehicles. Um, you probably wire that directly into the fuse box. But yeah, but again, like like other uh, 4G LTE devices, the it's locked to AT and T in the US. Um, and but you can use your own sim and again in the eu and uk it's unlocked so right at least, i mean at least for the mobile router just judging by the the store page it looks like um you know you need to use that 15 dollar uh per gigabyte uh plan but yeah if you can pop your own sim card and get you know a, a big chunk of data from at&t that would be definitely more interesting yeah it says bring your own uh bring your own at&t sim oh, yeah. will be available in july Oh, with a Mobility Cloud subscription. Yeah, okay. as with everything Ubiquity, uh, see the small print asterisk yeah. uh, coming soon, etc. Yeah, it's also got Peary Pass Through, which is um, which is good. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean you you oh. could probably uh, you know, putting aside the you know the the sim restrictions and the the data plan cost and all that, um, definitely seems like a really flexible piece of hardware, um, mm. especially with the pass through and all the different ways you can power it, um. You know, I could see it fitting in yeah. a lot of different places. Yeah, and even external antennas. So it's got TS9 connectors on the top. You can take the little little ears off and plug your own antenna if you want to. Is there anything you're working on for your website, uh, Evan? Because <laughs> people don't know, you've got you've got a ubiquity networking focused website, uh, evanmccantech.com. I think. Close. Uh, it's evanmccann.net. Yeah. Um, ah. the, the branding is very generic because that was what I picked three years ago, and now I'm just kind of stuck with it. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> the URL is evanmccann.net. Um, yeah, I, I do write a lot about Ubiquity, or at least I have in the past. Um, I've definitely slowed down with it a bit recently just because of you know work and life getting in the way. 
Um, I do, I mean, I always try to keep my, my unified um, comparison charts up to date. Um, and a lot of the articles I have, you know, are, are kind of like um, overviews of access point options and those kind of things. I, I, I feel kind of responsible to keep that information up to date. So people aren't reading advice from last year Old stuff. Yeah. yeah. And especially as new models come out, adding those. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll definitely continue to work on those things. Um, as far as, you know, like big reviews, uh, people, you know, reach out to me and ask my thoughts on, you know, new products sometimes. And mm-hmm. unfortunately I, I don't always have the time to, you know, commit to, to do those kind of things. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I, I'm definitely trying to get, um, back into it a bit more, but, um, you know, it's, it's challenging to find the time. Yeah. That's understandable. Yeah. Things, things like that take a lot of time. So thanks for, thanks for joining me, Evan, on this episode of UI chat. Uh, again, thanks for filling in for Willie. He'll be back uh, next episode. If people want to find out more about what you do, it's evanmccann.net. That's right, isn't it? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and McCann Tech on Twitter. Awesome. So I'll put those details in the show notes. Um, you can find out more about the interface at theinterface.uk. I mean, there's a whole heap of stuff. There's car reviews. Uh, there's Evixi News, uh, EV podcasts, and all that sort of thing. So check out theinterface.uk for the latest news and reviews. Yeah, man. You're you're the busiest person I know, man. You're a machine. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you can find, uh, so my other, other day job is Hostify. So I produce blogs and support guides and also YouTube videos uh, about Ubiquiti specifically. Um, find that at Hostify underscore net on Twitter. Th- thanks for joining me and we'll see you again next episode. Yeah, thanks for having me.